Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Journey of Awakening podcast, the Neville Goddard Lectures. My name is Lena, and in today's uh, episode, I'm reading Neville's lecture from 1968 titled, Your Husband. So Neville told his audience, probably one of the most misunderstood verses in the Bible is recorded in the third chapter of Genesis, the 16th verse. The Lord said to the woman, I will greatly multiply your sorrow, and in pain you shall bring forth children. Yet your desire shall be for your husband, and he shall rule over you. In this fabulous world of ours, many accept this statement literally and believe that the children spoken of here come from the womb of woman, and the male is a husband and ruler. However, in the 54th chapter of Isaiah, you are told, your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. <clears throat> Humanity, male and female, is God's emanation, yet his wife, till the sleep of death is past. Regardless of your sex, you are the woman the Lord spoke to in the third chapter of Genesis. Your children are not those who brought forth from the womb of woman, but from your imagination. Your husband, the Lord of hosts, will sire every idea you fall in love with no matter how horrible it may be. And being protean, God has a power to play every part and assume every shape in the world. Let us take a vivid example. When Hitler and his Third Reich came into power, unnumbered happily married women who loved their husbands and children fell in love with the concept of a superior race, a Germanic race who would enslave humanity. And as the idea caught fire in their minds, these women had an affair with Hitler in their dreams. It was not the person, Hitler, that they'd had union with, but the state he personified. Just as you, if you are completely honest with yourself, have fallen in love with an idea, a state, and met its personification in soft Buela's night and had an affair. <clears throat> then in the morning you have looked at your husband and experienced pain for not understanding the mystery of Christ. You thought you had an affair with a person. But the man involved could have been playing cards, getting drunk, or sound asleep in his own bed and be completely oblivious to you as a person. He was merely the personification of a state which you accepted and yielded to in soft Buela's night. But by that act, you multiplied and replenished the earth with the same idea of the same state. It is impossible to kill an idea, for the moment an idea is accepted, it is conceived and the earth replenished. You cannot kill a state by cutting off the occupant's head, shooting him, or putting the man in prison. The occupant may depart, but the state remains for anyone to fall in love with. These are false gods which will multiply your pain and cause you to go through literal hell as you bring forth these ideas as your children. Look into your own mind, and if you are perfectly honest with yourself, you will remember having had union with someone other than your mate in this world, not knowing he or she was only a state of consciousness personified. You do not have union with the person, but the state the person represents, for your maker is your husband, who is playing the part of the person. If this night you really believe what I teach and fall in love with it, you may find yourself in soft boyless night having union with the being who personifies it. You may think it is with the personification called Neville, but it is union with the state. As Neville, I may be entertaining someone at my home, enjoying a lovely drink, or reading the Bible as I do all through the day, 
and be totally oblivious of you and what you are doing. If you really believe what I say, accept it and live by it, it is quite possible and highly probable that you will have union with this idea. And though, <coughs> excuse me, and although he may wear my face, you are having union with God your Father, who is your own wonderful I amness. The Bible recognizes only one source, only one cause of all things. That one source is God, who, as a protean being, plays all the parts in history. He animates you as you are his wife. And when you fall in love with something other than the true God and seek false gods, your sorrow is multiplied. And in pain you bring forth your children. I recall a friend of mine who has now departed this world, born in Boston to a very poor family, she hungered for the glamour of the theatrical life. Although she danced as one with two left feet, her mother brought her to New York City, where George M. Cohen was casting a show. Hiring a young dancer from Denmark, he was given the right to pick the girls for his choir. Although this girl could not dance, he chose her, and within a year they were married. This marriage produced three beautiful children. The lovely girl had a desire for glamour, for pomp and circumstance, so during soft, boyless nights she had affair after affair after affair with everyone from the Pope to the Prince of Wales, thereby perpetuating the belief in pomp and circumstance. Now don't blame the Pope, for he didn't know her, or the Prince of Wales, as they only personified the state she desired to express. She loved seeing the Pope being carried on the back of a strong, or carried on the back of strong, strapping men, extending his hand to be kissed. Wanting to be part of that world, she was always having union with those who personified it. Now, if you are a Catholic, you may be shocked, but don't think the Pope or the Prince of Wales is exempt from this action, as it is part of the great drama in which we are all cast. She has played her part and spent the last 15 years of her life as a wino, giving her body to anyone for a bottle of wine. She wedded herself to a false god and greatly multiplied her sorrows. In pain she brought forth the children of her strange gods, yet her desire remained for her husband. God is your husband, your center, and the very core of your being. No matter what you do, you are still seeking God. So while she was seeking wine for the last 15 years of her life, here she was still seeking not her husband, who came from Denmark, but her true husband, her maker, who is the Lord of hosts, the father of her child, or the father of the child. In the second chapter of Paul's first letter to Timothy, the statement is made, Woman is saved by the birth of children. This is false. The footnote in the Revised Standard Version gives you the Greek and the true translation as by the birth of the child. It's not by bearing children, all these ideas, that one is saved, but by, the bearing the, but by bearing the child. When you give yourself completely over to the gospel story, you are ready, and God will assume the mask of the one who is expressing it at the moment. Then you will have union with that being and bear the child. So when you have these dreams, don't feel strange and condemn yourself. Everyone has had similar experiences. If you resist a union and dream, it is because the idea represented there is, is foreign to you. But when your desire is something you really want to make alive and it is expressed, be it good, bad, or indifferent, you will have union with it and feel no shame, in spite of the whole vast world looking on 
for this is the world in which we live. In the ninth chapter of Luke, Jesus asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist or Elijah or one of the risen prophets. Then he turned to them and asked, But who do you say that I am? Peter then became the spokesman for the group and said, You are the Christ of God. Commanding them to tell no one, he said, The Son of Man must suffer and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes. He must be killed, but on the third day he will rise again. Jesus did not deny Peter's confession, but declined to make it public until he had reinterpreted the popular messianic concept in terms of his own experience. From time to time, one who has experienced his true story of salvation comes into the world and tells it. Then all the elders, scribes, and priests who carry on the traditions of men will deny it. This is eternally so, that is why he declined to make it public. The scribes, teaching the tradition of men, claim Christ is coming from without. But I tell you, he comes from within. I tell you, that God became your very self, that you may become God. Playing all the parts, God lets you go anywhere and meet anyone. And when you fall in love with the state, he will play the part of the state expressed. And in soft, boyless night, you will have an affair. He will play the part of a Stalin or a Hitler, a pope or a prince, if you are in love with the state of consciousness. And you will give yourself willingly to him, thereby multiplying and perpetuating that state in the world. In the morning you may be ashamed of your act when you face the one who bears your name, or whose name you now bear. But at the time you had no choice in the matter, for God in you, who is your husband and maker, played the part. Being protean, if you meet a dog or cat, see a bird or fish in your dreams, it is because God is playing their parts. No matter what the animal, remember, God is playing its part in order for you to become one. For in the end, he will leave all others and cleave to you, his wife. Until you become one being, one body, one spirit, one hope, one God, and Father of all. Playing all the parts, God lets you go anywhere and meet anyone. And when you fall in love with the state, he will play the part of the state expressed. In a soft, boyless night, you will have an affair. He will play the part of a Stalin or a Hitler, a Pope or a Prince. If you are in love with the state of consciousness, and you will give yourself willingly to him, thereby multiplying and perpetuating that state in the world. In the morning you may be ashamed of your act when you face the one who bears your name, or whose name you now bear. But at the same time you had no choice in the matter, for God in you, who is your husband and maker, played the part. Being protean, if you meet a dog or cat, see a bird or fish in your dreams, it is because God is playing their parts. No matter what the animal, remember, God is playing its part in order for you to become one. For in the end, he will leave all others and cleave to you, his wife, until you become one being, one body, one spirit, one hope, one God and Father of all. Now let me share a letter I have been waiting to receive since the 15th of December. This lady's home is in a small rustic canyon. One day she spent the afternoon in Los Angeles with a casual acquaintance and had just returned home. When she heard the phone ringing, she was being called by the casual friend who appeared to be quite distressed. Inviting the lady to join her for dinner, she returned to Los Angeles, 
where the lady asked her to spend the night. It seemed strange to her to agree, but after spending several hours reading aloud to the lady, they retired and she fell asleep. Then she said, at 3.30 in the morning, in a peculiar cold wind, uh, caused me to awake. The room contained an eerie light when out of nowhere my two brothers, whom I haven't seen in over 40 years, appeared, along with my landlord, who was like a brother to me. The three take their positions, two at my feet and one at my head. Picking up an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes, my older brother said, she is too old to have a baby. Then he placed it in my arms, and as I looked at the child, I began to smile. The child then responded and extended its arms toward me, and I awoke on the bed. Then she continues, about five months later, I saw a young boy in his teens coming toward me out of the canyons. He had blonde hair and blue eyes, and as I looked at him, I knew he was David. Passing me, he headed for the sea, and I watched until he was out of sight. I didn't, ask, I didn't have to ask him, whose son are you, because I knew he was mine. Four months later, again at 3.30 in the morning, I was awakened by the sound of an earthquake, followed by a loud boom, or a loud bomb. Suddenly, my entire being was broken from top to bottom. I felt myself outside of my body, looking at it as though I were another. The left shoulder had fallen a bit, and when I returned to the body moments later, I felt pain on the left side. Now I await the fourth vision which is the descent of the dove. I can't tell you my thrill when I took over this audience and see how many are awakening. In the ninth chapter of Luke, it is said, Truly, truly, I say unto you, there are some here who will not taste of death until they have seen the kingdom of God. The babe is the key to that kingdom. When Simeon held the child in his arms, he said, Now, Lord, let thy servant depart in peace, for my eyes have seen the salvation of Israel. So to have held the child is to have witnessed the kingdom of God. This kingdom is a character, an entirely different concept of creative power, not a place in time or space. And you are that character when you are one with your creative power. There to create what you want. The child is the symbol of your entrance, and there are some standing here who will not experience a phenomenon that men call death before experiencing the kingdom of God. Although this audience can't be counted on your fingers, there are so many here who have experienced the truth, and so many on the verge of it, that my joy is boundless. For if you owned the entire world and were not awake, what would it matter? No matter how wealthy you are here, the day will come when you will depart to discover that you have left your billions behind. You will be in a body like this one, only incredibly young, in a terrestrial world just like this to continue. To have blind unions with strange gods, not knowing that your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. The search for your real husband is on. You have gone into strange lands and had union with strange states, personified by man. Falling in love with a state, its personification always confronts you in a dream. The mask being worn by your husband, who did it without the person's consent or knowledge. As an innocent bystander, the person will never know he was used. He was simply the personification of certain beliefs, which inflamed your mind, and confronted by your real husband, who is the Lord of hosts, you submitted to them. All of the characters in scripture are played by God. It is he who plays the part of the angel in the story of Abraham and Sarah. 
Read it carefully and you will notice that the voice changes from that of an angel to the voice of God. When Abraham is told, your wife will have a son, Sarah laughed because they were both so old and it had long ceased to be with her after the manner of woman. Now the child promised to the Sarah and everyone is the child of which I speak. You are God's emanation and he has promised that in spite of your age you will have a son. Blake put it so beautifully when he said, Whom God has afflicted for the secret ends, he comforts and heals and calls them friend. Although you go astray, following false gods, false beliefs, God will always bring you back. But you will suffer, for you must experience the messianic pains of childbearing. Then one day you will find the one husband and fall in love with his promise. And you will meet someone who personifies salvation's story and have union with him. But he will be totally unaware of the fact that you so fell in love with the idea that he sponsors and will never know of your experience unless you tell him. Having been sent from on high to tell you who I am, you may believe me or resent my message, but I, a person called Neville, am totally unaware, totally innocent of anything that happens to you in your dreams. Leading you now toward what you believe in, your husband will assume my mask and play the role I personify in your dream. Change your beliefs and he will assume another mask and play the part. As you multiply and replenish the earth with ideas of which you are in love. Don't think that communism or democracy can be destroyed. If I believe in democracy as a form of government, it is an idea. You can kill me. But you can never kill the ideas I entertain. This morning's paper tells of those who have been stealing from the government. Why should we be taken aback when we see dishonesty among officials? From the very beginning, they are encouraged by example to make what gain they can from their positions, seeing what their super superiors did and got away with. They have union with the idea and awaken to the state of consciousness. Then they suffer, for this is bearing the children of a false god. Examine your thoughts. Are they ones you want to bear in this world? Are they calling forth false gods, false ideas? If so, I will multiply your pain and childbearing. Yet your desire shall be for your husband. The Lord is always ruling, always willing to assume any role and play it for you as he leads you towards himself. And when you meet the true God, you will discover that you were the actor of all along. For you and he will be one. Blake said it so beautifully. Joy and woe have woven fine a garment for my soul divine. In Blake's marriage of heaven and hell, he gave us this true revelation. God only acts and is in exists and is in existing beings or men. Let this thought burn itself into your mind. God is a thought in action. Imagine something and God is acting. God only acts and is. Every moment in time, whether in this the waking world of the world of sleep, God is and only acts. At night, in dream, God plays the part of the state you are attached to at the moment or falling in love with. If you like the state, God will assume its personification of what happened and multiply your world with the idea. You will give your life, if necessary, to get your idea over to the world, even though it is the most nonsensical thing possible. This you will con continue to do until the child is born and your journey is over. In the 16th chapter of John, we are told, 
when a woman is in labor with all the pain that possesses her, it is only because the hour has come. But after the child is delivered, she no longer remembers the anguish. For joy that a child has been born into the world. Life consists of the children you have born and are bearing, and life is very painful. You must pay rent or bear the consequences. You must buy food or grow hungry. You must buy clothes or be embarrassed. You must buy, You must pay taxes, drink water, and breathe air. A man has discovered how to tax the water you drink, but as yet has not found a way to tax the air you breathe. Give him time, and I'm sure he will. We are already taxed to the bursting point. You go to work, and at the end of the year, you pay taxes to someone who doesn't exist. We call him Uncle Sam, but he is invisible. There is no Uncle Sam, yet he puts his hands in our pockets and takes from us what we could spend in a far better way than he does. So you see that third chapter, the 16th verse of Genesis, is true. I will greatly multiply your pain and childbearing. If you entertain the idea of war or famine, famine, fame or fortune, you shall bring forth their children, and your pain will be multiplied in childbearing. Yet your desire will be for your husband, who is the Lord, your maker. Even though you are not aware of it now, your husband is suffering with you and will continue to, until you hear the gospel with understanding and believe the incredible story that God actually became you, that you could become God the Father. Then to prove that God actually gave himself to you, you will see his only son, David, and like the lady, you will not have to ask, whose son are you? You will know he is your son, and he will know that regardless of your sex here, you are his father. When that experience is yours, you will stop giving yourself to false gods and obey your husband by fulfilling the divine formula of salvation. Now let us go into the silence. All right, so there we have Neville Goddard's lecture from 1968, titled Your Husband. Thank you so much for once again joining me, and I will see you all next time. Bye now.